Hi, you are listening to The Zid and Fizz Show, a talk show for entrepreneurs, angel investors, and everyone else. Good morning, welcome, and enjoy the show. Here they are. Fizz, you know what? I'll let you start this one. No, can't no. do it. No, the brain doesn't work that way. Episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, E, we're no longer calling them episode, we're calling them E. E17. E17, nice, I like that. E17. And then when we're more famous, it becomes 17, and then we just do them. Um, yeah, and we drop uh, drop the numbers, we just let people guess. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. so I hear Sandy. Hello, Sandy. Hello. How's everyone south of the border? Where are you? I'm in Calgary. Calgary. I love Calgary. Love Calgary. Love Calgary. Love the Canadians. They're just awesome. Yeah, so so that's considered west, right? It is. Yeah. And then we have David. He's our Colorado friend. Yes. Boulder. Good afternoon. Boulder, that's that's also considered west. It is. So we have Fizz yes, West. Yes, it is. Three West. Okay. And then we have Jason. Jason is Hi. Boston, right here. Jason is my, 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 just, you know, full disclosure, Jason is my partner. Ah. We, we run fun together, and he is the king of deal flow. Fantastic. So, yeah. There you go, Jason. Yeah, and then he's oftentimes in San Francisco because of startup grind. Wow. Well, yeah. Jason, uh, I happen to be out here on the West Coast, so please uh, make sure you ping me when you're out here. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And we can talk behind Ziad's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Jason, are you a millennial? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> are those aspirational? Take that, Fizz. Yeah. Okay. Fizz, are, are you, you a millennial? Of course, in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. So, I- Yes. Yeah, go, I was, go, go. I, no, I, I was being accused of having a mental status that is uh, lesser than my age, but that's okay. Ah, I've been accused <laughs> of many things. Yeah, we're all insane. So just a quick cele- celebration today. Something super interesting happened yesterday, and Jason witnessed it. So we were doing our usual screening of companies, and uh, it's a tough process. We we see eight to ten companies, and then we select who goes to the next round, and it's a vote. So we did, we did the whole process, did the vote, and we select three or four companies to move to the next level. And we, this time, because of a fireside chat we're doing, we selected three. And then we come to realize the next day, I looked at the agenda and I realized they were all women entrepreneurs. Wow. Oh, gosh. Fantastic. Nice. We didn't, we didn't even, it wasn't by design. It wasn't, they were, the, the the three best ones that were voted were were women. Uh, right on. So so it's uh, it's a big day. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, that was my big uh, thing. And then um, so deal flow, David. Deal flow, deal flow, deal flow, and that is what makes us or breaks us is the quality of our deal flow. Yeah, so how do you ensure that, I guess, was was kind of the, the question, the uh, ex parte question I had asked uh, uh, over a week ago to you guys, right? Yeah, it was, it was what, how do you, 
get, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is any fund or angel group is as good as their deal flow, right? And exactly, there's you can't you if if the best deal is not inside your deal flow, you can't. That's it. I mean, you're going to invest in a deal you don't have access to. So, um, and and I think it's it's that's what we all do all day long is hunt for deals. And I know, I know that Jason is the king of of finding deals everywhere. And um, and you have to be out there on LinkedIn. I'm not going to even mention Jason how many followers you have on LinkedIn, but <laughs> I assume it's Faz plus Zid plus David plus Sandy combined. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly, Jason! That's amazing. How do yeah. you manage? How do you manage it, Jason? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, hit the twenty thousand mark, wow. um, but. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly, or it started out like, you know, more outreach, trying to connect with both entrepreneurs and investors, uh, like people I wanted to have in my network. But now it's, um, I guess once you get to a certain milestone there, it's, uh, more inbound mm-hmm. requests. And, um, no, I mean, I've even gotten a lot of good, um, you know, it's more filtering through the messages now, but I've gotten a, good, a lot of good, Leads and startups coming in through um, yeah, through LinkedIn messages. Yeah, yeah. See those, and and you have to. We talked about it two days ago. You you go through the first twenty thirty messages and then you're tired. So mm-hmm. message thirty two <laughs> won't get much attention, <laughs> and then the pipeline fills up back again. Yeah. My most so famous that's... LinkedIn connection is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Very proud of that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that is that's awesome. <laughs> Did she yeah. did she reach out to you or you reach out to her? I reached out to her. Very good. Fantastic. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe she accepts everybody, so <laughs> I'll try I'm hey. going to do it right now. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Don't crush him. Yeah. Yeah, I tried Justin Trudeau but never heard back. So I have to ask a question, Jason. I, I love hearing this story about you. Um and I notice sometimes there are people uh, on LinkedIn who absolutely require me to jump through a hoop to connect uh, with them, meaning that they say, do you know my email address? Do you know what favorite ice cream I drink or eat or whatever? Um, you're not one of those, are you? No, I mean, I, it might be the FOMO, but uh, mm-hmm. you're missing out. But um, yeah, I mean, I like to connect with people like, you know, at least, um, especially if they write some sort of introduction message you know you can either yeah on linkedin you can either just send a request directly or you can add a like personalized invite so you know if people at least like take the time to write write out a message i'm pretty likely to connect with them there and um you know i'm not going to respond to um you know every like twenty thousand messages but uh if I'll go through and see, um, you know, see the ones that are, that look, uh, have a great, like, first message, look really interesting, and, um, you know, yeah, go through, uh, archive the ones that, um, you know, aren't a good fit right now, and then respond to the ones that are, I think, are worth the conversation, and yeah, it's, you know, it's worked pretty well so far. Fantastic. You have to be open, right? I mean, you have to be, 
you can't say, well, who do you know and send me your email and do you know me personally? And right. in that case, like, okay, leave me alone. I mean, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jason, well, do you do you kind of set aside time to look at them? Like, I always have like hundreds of uh, invites in my LinkedIn, and I kind of just want to look at them before I accept them all. But you kind of have to set time to do that. Yeah, I mean, whenever I'm uh, on the sea or you know the subway and some other parts, um, <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm you know uh, yeah doing something that like not necessarily at my yeah, Death, I get you. Then I'll go on to LinkedIn and go through all the messages and connection requests there. Right. So, uh, Jason, you said something to me that was, in a sense, maybe a part of the question I was asking the the two guys that host this call. What does good fit mean to you? What does good fit mean to As a deal or as a connection? That's different. Oh, well, but the connections are typically, at least in my personal experience, are trying to say, hey, we have this deal. How do we apply? What are your thoughts? I mean, I literally just had that last week. So for me, they're almost more connected than you'd imagine, I guess. Right? You accept this person, next thing you know, they're talking about the deal. So then for me, it's, how does that deal a good fit? And I assume that was um, the perspective, Jason, and maybe I'm missing. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as far as, or I'd say the first level is just the connection. You know, it's not as much... Um, diligence on that like somebody um you know even just an entrepreneur i want to stay connected with follow what they're doing even if they're not really at the stage now i'll connect with them but as far as the messages um you know i'd say usually like it helps if they're sort of even like pretty pretty short outreach but there's like one or two key points they put in that sort of make them um you know, it could be they put in a attraction metric they've hit, they put in, um, you know, something about what, like, their product itself might be really interesting, or they say they're, um, you know, now with our, our fund, um, you know, companies that are reaching out and seeing that where our main focus is the leadership team and management team, a lot of them will put in some of their background as, uh, whether they're a serial entrepreneur or, you know, have some corporate leadership roles in the past. And, and both Jason and I, both Jason and I have a philosophy also of giving everybody a chance and finding right. companies off the beaten path, um, finding companies outside our sphere, um, geography, whatever. And, and that's the, that's a good way to, to, uh, we just met with a gentleman from Nashville. We, we, we met hey, another. I used to live in Nashville. Oh, yeah? I love well, Nashville. You know. Wait, is, yeah. is, wait, is Nashville in Canada? <laughs> no, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh. About Nashville. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the deal flow, so the thing with the deal flow, it becomes, so here are the categories. And I know, David, that's um, a thing that you were talking about. So the cat, category number one is referral. Fizz emails me and says, there's a deal you have to look at. Uh-huh. 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 Number two is... That was a warm <laughs> referral, by the way. I just want everyone to know that. That was yeah, a, but just then a he, referral. That was warm. And it gets colder if the deals are not that good. So if he sends me, if Fizz sends me a deal that's like, well, you know... I'll never do that to you. You know that. And <laughs> also, you have to gauge the deal flow of the person you're sending it to. Because 
you know, if you have access to some amazing deals and you send one that's sort of okay, then it's not going to stand out. And or also if you call someone and say, look, I have a really good one for you. And what does that mean? Good valuation, amazing science, amazing everything. And so, so you have to get to know the per, get to know the person. Anyway, so referrals is one. Then we move to let's call it uh, a colder. Um, people submit through the website, but they have some connection, or they drop somebody's name, or they they uh, do something. And then you have the ones that you go to demo days. But what's interesting, if you ask someone to come pitch. The, the sort of power level changes a little bit where they feel as if you're begging them to come or you're asking them. So suddenly they're a bit more uh, demanding, I found. And it's always nice to put yourself out there and let them come to you and say, hey, can we come pitch? Mm-hmm. And um, and then you have the, the raw, they send you an email to LinkedIn or, or whatever. And then those, we tend to refer back to the website. So we have a form they fill out a form that has their slide deck, their financials, all that, so we can actually review all the deals we we have, and then you sell, you start the this, this, this selection process, um, and and sometimes and you do a healthy mix, so you can so the good one, the really good ones come to the come to the. Uh, um, and then Faz, you know, you're like in school, you have to, Faz keeps sending me these pictures of dogs laughing. <laughs> <laughs> on, on text, and it's like, yeah, it's distracting. I have to talk about important things. <laughs> and, and, um, and then the, the other, then you look, then you have that question is, okay, now I'm looking at the deal. What are the parameters and how innovative it, it, it is and how disruptive and then you say, okay, well, because we have screening teams, screening committees, they're tough, sophisticated investors. So if we put in front of them something that's not uh, interesting, they're going to come back to us and say, hey, why are you wasting my time? This deal is not up to par with what we expect uh, and, in terms and, of whatever. If, if I can just jump in there, this is, and I, I think Sandy, Dave, Jason, I mean, feel free to disagree with me. But this is a relationship business. So you have oh, to get to know the people around you, what they're interested in. That means it takes time. How, how do I get to know what Sandy's really passionate about unless I meet her in person, unless we go out and have some coffee, have several email exchanges and figure this out? It's not just, hey, invest in my deal. That's not really what this is about. This is about let's get to know one another. I know I'll come across something that I'm interested in and you're interested in at some point. But it doesn't have to be the one that's right in my hand. Does everyone agree or disagree? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I'm, I always kind of hate pitch competitions, right? They're never really my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like you need to really get to know people a little bit more. Like I always say, so when you, when you, um, chose your wife, did you put four women in line and say, okay, pitch <laughs> yeah. to me why you should marry me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, it's like, I agree. You need to kind of get to know the person, understand what makes them tick. Why are they doing what they're doing? And, um, and then say, okay, now's the time that maybe we should put you in front of some people and see what you've got. Right. But I, it's a dating game for sure. But it takes time, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. of people running groups and 
they burn out because you 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 have million coffees and at some point you have to streamline the process a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Sandy, to your your point of, of trying to get to know them, I've been spending time um, within some of the offerings we provide to entrepreneurs within our angel group to how do they put their pitches together and how do they seek funding. So all these opportunities that are entrepreneur directed, I as an investor have been sitting in not only to heed the advice of someone on this call, which is to refine my investment thesis, but also just to see how do we educate the entrepreneurs and what makes them tick. Right. And it's amazing how you see them either get better over time or kind of uh, list over time as they as the inputs maybe don't bring them clarity but bring them distraction. So it's it's been useful over the summer to get involved ahead of like the capital calls in the fall. Mm-hmm, for sure. And it's like collisions, right? You just want to run into people. So if you're if you're at a place, I'm sure you spend a lot of time doing this, um, Mr. Deal Flow, King of Deal Flow, Jason. Um, <laughs> but it's just being there and and whether it's going to a startup grind event or it's going to somewhere where you're going to find some entrepreneurs, you can kind of go in stealth mode and see people that are interested in you and then drag them in. And then right. you get also to improve and Jason and I talk about this all the time. We try to improve spotting the deals that are going to be good for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but it's um, let's move on to uh, within those deal flows innovation. How do you spot innovation? That's the the key innovation and disruption. What's well, I've I've circulated an email asking everyone to think about what's your favorite innovation. Fizz, do you have one? <laughs> I do. I want to go last. I, I really want to hear from 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 the others. Let's let's start with Sandy up north. Let's start with Canada first. Wow. I think you know. I always say that I I have not been successful identifying some you know crazy thing that I don't think anybody needs. I tend to focus on information and and better distribution of information. So if someone has a better way to access data to, you know, I love voice today. So if you can say, hey, give me the, you know, year over year sales for store A and they can respond to you like through a Google or Alexa or I like things that are just making things way more efficient in business. That's that's what I like. I'm not here to find the next, um, you know, um, I, I don't even know what, but I just really am focused on what's making business better. I understand practical, um, disruptive things in legal tech, fintech, just really changing the way uh, actual business is executed. But any innovation in the past 20 years that, or 100 years that you think was amazing that, that you love? Um, well, I like voice. I truly like voice. I like talking to Google every morning. I like, I, I really think that that's cool. I like how it can control my whole house. I, I love that. I voice recognition. That, yeah. I think well, it's been, I think it will yeah. change dramatically. I mean, think of all of us now using our phones. I don't know how many, you know, dictate text messages into their phone. Um, but you can, and, um, I find myself sometimes typing a text message. I'm going, why am I doing this? I could just be like, you know, voicing this text message, right? Well, we had yeah, this. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to bring that one up. Yeah, well, I ha- I'm allowed to bring it because it happened to me, right? 
Yeah. I want to hear this. I cannot wait to hear this. Yeah. It happened not two days, no, two days ago. Uh, so I I texted a few people. Some of them are on this on this podcast, <laughs> and I said it's very exciting, and I have an accent. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I said we have an all women uh, agenda pitching at <laughs> Boston Harbor Angels. I so know message, exactly. So the message went through, we have an old women agenda stitching at BHA. So, so the other the other people on the text group were like, what's so exciting about this and why are you telling this? It's bizarre. Yeah, so, so, so you're saying it's not perfected yet, yeah. No, no, well, I mean, I have an accent, so that's my problem. But uh, So I'll throw in my innovation. I Two innovations I picked. One is WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I go around the world, and it's oh, unbelievable yeah. what it did, where, yeah. where you're connected to, to, you can call anyone, anytime for free, parents calling their kids at, in college. Unbelievable. And I, I agree. And then the other innovation are, I don't know what you call them, the two pieces of plastic with with metal spikes that you put to hold the corn on the cob when it's very very hot. <laughs> so those that's a big life changing one. Before you burn your finger and you either have to eat corn cold that's or burn your nice. finger. Now you just I stick totally them on both sides and then you have a yeah yeah good. All right, next next. So so um. Having received a text where I really didn't understand what it meant, and that really put some self-doubt in, in my perspective, I thought I'd ask others for their innovation. So I did a little uh, little sample size. So I asked my, my wife, who knee-jerks at the iPhone, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then I asked my teenage daughter, the archetype of the millennial, and she said flushable toilets, which I thought was rather interesting because she said, and I quote, I could live without my iPhone. Ah. And then, and then I got to really think of because for me, innovation um, has to have a lasting impact, right? Because if you pull up or you change the magnification or you look at it differently, is something truly an innovation if it doesn't leave a mark? And the way to tell if you've left a mark or if you left a crater is what happens over time, right? When, and I think in the news, we've been talking a lot about the crater that destroyed or the meteor that caused the crater that destroyed the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So I, I came up with two innovations. And, and one, selfishly, I was reading a book. And for me, it was uh, it's beer and the process of fermentation, mm-hmm. because that actually led to the agrarian society, which led to civilization as we know it today. Wow, and you could wow. look at some histories on that. Uh, the, That's the, deep. Starting yeah, here and, and with and the Persian, oh, it started with the Persian exactly. Empire. I just want to right. put that out there. Well, beer, beer was created by the Persian Empire. Yeah. Right, because uh, it, I, it became a potable yeah. sauce of, of liquid, right? You That's could actually right. drink and, and not get sick. So I thought that was rather interesting, right, because there's a lasting mark there, and obviously beers evolved. And the other, because all those things that Sandy and uh, Zia were talking about, is the semiconductor. Mm, right. So yeah. for me, I, because again, it's changing the way you are as a civilization, I think. And so there's a lasting thing, and obviously beer for thousands of years, we have the civilization today because we could collect in, you know, in cities, in farm, and all that stuff. And I think the, se- the impact of the semiconductor over the last 60 years has just been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and then the, the British, 
invented soccer, and then once you combine soccer and beer. Uh, hang on, I believe the Persians invented soccer. <laughs> oh my God! You know, it's like that movie where it's like everything was Greek, you know? <laughs> Persian. You know the, uh, moving on, Jason. Right, what's your What's your innovation? <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking a lot about this too. Uh, you know, since the message went out, but um, yeah, I mean, I was like through through the technology part. You know, everything I started with. Yeah, I was thinking of you know the iPhone as well. Um, but everything I was going through, you know, was hinged on some other technology. Like, there's no um, the benefit of the iPhone is having the app store and you know all of that relates to having um cell service and wi-fi and um you know everything is sort of hinged on some other technology that makes it uh, yeah makes it a really innovative product um so i mean eventually yeah i think but definitely um some of the more innovative ones you know sort of go along that line of either an app store or something that there's a platform that other people can build on top of and, um, you know, create, and create music, new products like on iTunes, top of that. And back then when Napster came out, right. uh, that was, that was amazing. Okay. Now drum roll. All right, drum roll. Drum roll. Here, okay. Here. Let's see. I, I, Impress I'm us, to, please. I'm going to mention three. Okay. Three. One, immunotherapy. Immunotherapy, this is absolutely earth shot. Immunotherapy, immunotherapy on top. So the, our ability to now modulate the, uh, immune system and create products and essentially be able to treat someone's very specific cancer. So that leads to precision medicine. So immunotherapy, um, uh, um, that is a CRISPR, CRISPR. This is game changing. Our ability to actually mm, hold on a change. second. Where is CRISPR? What is CRISPR? CRISPR, our ability to modulate essentially down to the genetic level, um, being able to insert specific uh, uh, code patterns into the genome so that um, you are tired of your brown eyes and you want them to be blue. Um, you can you can create uh, you you're tired of having a gene that is recessive in your family and it might actually get. Uh, passed on to the next generation, you can actually remove it. So CRISPR is in its infancy, but it is absolutely a revolution. It's based so in Boston. CRISPR, CRISPR was created out here on the West Coast, my friend. So UC Berkeley. So I uh, just want to let you know that. And, uh, and to pause if I may. Hold on a second. And, 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 and CRISPR is in every lab and every academic center now, right? So the exactly. discovery. And originally created by the Persians as well. Uh, <laughs> so the... <laughs> Those are, those are my two uh, two innovations, I think, that are already having phenomenal effects. And some of it for good, some of it obviously being used for nefarious purposes. But but don't you think that immuno-oncology is fantastic? Incredible. So we never go to the root cause of cancer, which is all the chemical that's pumping in our lives everywhere we go, from uh, fertilizers to, to – so it's I – mean, what's – so yeah, cancer is a nature nurture, right? I mean, so some of it is, yes, environmental circumstances, but there is some where the, the genetic materials says you're going to get cancer, right? I think independent of environmental circumstances. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they both, that's, I agree. Okay, so we did, we did the grand tour of innovation and, um, no one said the Zid and Fizz show. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it is TBD. It's TBD to be determined. It is, t it is TBD. 
and and so the so here's here's the my biggest struggle with innovation can you teach innovation can you trigger innovation can you have a university class called innovation there are now um, positions called chief innovation officer there are like what's the What's the deal? I thought the innovation is usually some person sitting in some room somewhere with a bunch of sticky notes on the walls. And and um, can you institutionalize innovation? And the answer wow. is, no, is basically no. So what? you can't just you can't just you wait, wait you can't just <laughs> you can't ask, ask the question, question and, and answer, answer it. Exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, all the way from Canada, the most uh, <laughs> most sincere and honest people on the planet. You can't just ask a question and answer it, Jason. I'm just saving everybody time. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, yeah, there's different levels of innovation. Like, so start, um, you know, part of the reason startups exist are that, like, there's a lot of bureaucracy and the in corporations that make it difficult to innovate. But a lot of them are, you know, coming out with innovation arms, like, rolling out new products um even like g uh g has done kickstarters and you know other crowdfunding campaigns and you know a lot of uh a lot of corporate arms even have um yes more innovation teams now like instead of just but they struggle you know they tell them you have to innovate by next quarter because our shares are going down and we need to produce something new right I mean, I think that the role of a CIO of an, of an innovation officer within a, a large corporation or, or, you know, significant enterprise is just around having the flexibility and the time. So this is a problem when you come to the quarterly um, part of it, but the time to find out what is out there to help you solve your problems within your own organization. So in, in Calgary, we struggle a lot with the oil and gas sector here is pretty close to innovation. They just do it how it used to be done, how it's always done. And we're trying to get them to look at our companies that are creating innovation that they could actually um, use and um, and buy. Um, so we've identified a number of companies that really are innovation forward, but others are not. And the reality is if you're not innovation forward, you probably will not be here that long. So I think there's gotta be a real focus on- So accepting finding- change. Exactly. Right. Finding exactly. someone within the organization that has the luxury to to look at what innovative um, technologies or innovative solutions are out there that can can solve core problems within their organization. And it comes from the outside world, right? Right. Absolutely. By the way, Fizz, Bart Simpson is is not innovation. It's it's been what thirty years. The Bart is no longer a child, right? Bart Simpson is definitely not a child. No, it's not. <laughs> right. It's not. And innovation and entertainment, I mean, there's the new Top Gun is coming up. Is that innovation? Uh, no. Well, no. You know, but I, but I think, I, I, I think you get at the heart of it for me, and maybe it's the, the years I spent in corporate America, is innovation is kind of a very super squishy word, right? And what does that really mean? Um, and that's why when you, you ask the question, I kind of try to step back from the moment in time the thing was invented to see what's the lasting impact. Because I think a lot of things that we tout as innovation are just evolution, right? And, and Jason was even saying, like, hey, how stuff is connected to other I things agree. or hinges on other, other things. So, yeah. 
you know, I think it's a word we just throw out there a lot. And is it really innovative? I, I don't know. You know, because it's cool, and now they people think that oh, if you're not innovative, you're you're dead, and you have to keep inventing and and creating trash and 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 obsolete products and and all that. Um, by the way, it's very distracting all the stuff you keep sending me. <laughs> it's not just to you; it's to everyone. To, oh, you guys all see those things? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but my point. My point is that with entrepreneurship, with innovation, uh-huh. now it's the buzzword. It's let's have an entrepreneurship program. Let's uh, uh, let's innovate. Let's sit in a room and innovate. I think the I think the investment could be better served in terms of investing in recognizing innovation, because um, I, I think some of it is it's the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you look for innovation, you find it, right? And if you don't look for innovation, you don't find it. So do you need do you need to teach people how to create versus teach people to recognize? And then the recognition, how do you deploy that? Brilliant. Because if right. you recognize innovation, then you put it in your deal flow. If you're a corporate, you you implement it. Um, then you can. Then you're faced with people who don't want to change. But I mean, like like Fizz. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> no, but hang on, hang on. For you and Jason, who believe your investment thesis is all around EQ, am I correct? That's you, right. You believe, so so the real innovation. I know you recognize it when you hear it and see it. Because I know that what resonates with you is storytelling. Storytelling. Can you tell a story about? Uh, let's just say there's a there's a product that helps cats sharpen their nails faster, better, cheaper. Cats. A a file, a nail file that does that, right? It doesn't matter what the innovation is if the person in front of you can tell a story in a compelling way that you believe and you believe that they have done their homework and there's a market for it. That's to me. That's what innovation is about. It's a combination of things. We're 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 mixing innovation and entrepreneurship, and entrepreneurs. We're looking for a good entrepreneur who yeah. can have a successful business. Yeah. You can have a great innovator that sits somewhere, and that person, she or he, is a great innovator, but not necessarily a great entrepreneur. True, but you can't have one without the other. Well, I, I think I think you can. I think the, the question is is whether or not you have impact, right? And I think that's where the two of you are disconnecting, which is you yeah. can have innovation. It's not recognized. It doesn't get taken out of the lab, and it doesn't affect society, i.e. it doesn't leave a mark. Mm-hmm. And and that's the combination of innovation and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But as we just to tie back to that story, I, I happen to be in the middle of Denver Startup Week, so a plug for that, the <laughs> annual Startup Week. Um <laughs> And I heard a great quote, right, which is when you tell the story, Faz and Ziad, Jason and Sandy, um, a confused mind says no. Mm-hmm. Right. So someone's quote, I just heard it today and it was phenomenal. That's great. Yeah, That's and so, great. Isn't it, though? It made my notebook, class. Nice. So a, confused, <laughs> a confused mind says no. And so how do you tell the story of innovation? And I think that gets back at, which is how do you recognize it, right? So it's huh. maybe we need to spend time educating as much time investing in the innovation offices as we do in the innovation audiences, right? How do you recognize Ooh. that? How do you understand that? Dave, that was a zinger. I'm writing that down. We could, we could. By the way, I said that. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. It's funny because it did. she didn't look like you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's true. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I think innovation can always start with what if, right? What if you could do this, right? So when I have, have entrepreneurs come to me, I always try and tell them, tell, just give me the example. Give me the case study. Give me the story. Tell me why. What if you could do it this way? And you go, oh, well, that would be pretty good. Can I ask you guys a question, though? So if I told you that there's a comedian who stands up on stage and reads from the encyclopedia, would you consider that to be comedy? You'd say no, right? So if I have an entrepreneur that stands up on stage and can't tell a story and can't, can't do anything, you would say that's not innovative at all. And if I have an innovative thing that can't speak to you, right, like a cat file, a file that makes cats' nails sharper, faster, cheaper, right? Wait a second. Wait what? a second. It, there's there's a difference between an innovator and an entrepreneur. The the entrepreneur has to tell a good story. The innovator can innovate and just, I don't know, but share it, it with... But what is innovation if it doesn't leave a mark, as Dave said? And if it doesn't have adoption. So you can't innovate. Have, what is the point? Yeah, what is the point of all these tech transfer offices that have IP? That doesn't go anywhere. It's just a piece of paper, Zia. Well, well it, it, problem. And, and Foz, you and I sit on a, a board, right, where that yeah. definition of societal impact wasn't even valued in the innovation center, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, Ziad. What would you like to retort? One zero West Coast. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, Jason, help me out here. Wait, yeah, hold on no, a second. I think you have, to, think you have yeah. to solve a problem for it to be, like, for it to be entrepreneurship. Versus, yeah, you can innovate and, you know, collect a bunch of patents and um, just keep, yeah, you know, you can keep innovating on things. But, um, yeah, if you're solving a problem, that's when it becomes entrepreneurship. And, and, and Jason, you went to a classic, right? The solving the problem, sometimes with customers, they don't recognize they have the problem, right? Because they're so used to working around the problem. And that gets back to my recognition of innovation, right? Which is you have to, you have to engage that customer, you have to engage that audience, you have to engage that person that you hope to adopt and say, you don't have to be doing it that way anymore. Right. So that's why you actually physically have to tell them how they could be doing it. Like, what if you could do it this way? They go, oh, you mean I can do it that way? That, that's the difference to me. Sandy gets two points. Dave gets another point. That's now five to zero, by the way. West Coast. Wait, wait, wait. Before. West Coast. Uh So what about? No one. Did the weather? I mean, see, talking about change and, and let's do a quick weather check because that's important. Sure. Um, Calgary. Calgary. Oh, it's probably only about 65 or 70 degrees here today. Oh, are you using Fahrenheit or Celsius? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm using Fahrenheit. Of course. <laughs> oh, bad. You all, you all don't know. Yeah. Denver, is it probably is it snowing or? 85 and sunny. Wow. 85. Nice. Ooh. Bright yellow, bright blue sky, bright yellow sun up in the sky. Mm-hmm. That is, I have to say that cat filing its nails is hilarious. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> oh. I think it's a great product. It's very innovative. Cats need to have sharp so is nails. Is it sunny? Wait, Fizz. Is what? it sunny on in, in all cities? Yes, it's sunny in San Francisco, 65. It's sunny yeah, I, in, in uh, Boston. That's right. No, it's no, kind of... It's kind of overcast in Calgary, to be fair. Oh, oh. (laughs) I I had to share with you guys that I was chastised by my son who said, Dad, you can't tell how good the weather is in the Rocky Mountain West because then more people will move. So he wants me to lie. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when it's snowing all the time. 
on the famous <laughs> Zid and Fizz show. That's right. Uh, well, it's like um, if if a painter, if an artist draws a fantastic painting mm-hmm. and leaves it leaves it in their um, house, mm-hmm. is that okay? Does a painting need to be seen to be amazing or appreciated? Like you can have amazing art or amazing innovation. Well, Ziad, I didn't even know how amazing you were until I met you. What's the point of me not meeting you? You see? Em- it's the same Emily thing. Dickinson. Emily yeah. Dickinson. Did you pay him to right? say that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Emily yeah, Dickinson, thank you very much, Dave. Again, another three points for the West Coast. Wow. <laughs> so wow. what about like, I mean, going sort of off that, like, what about, you know, sci-fi movies and things that have innovation? Altered, them, altered but... Carbon. Have you guys seen well, Altered Carbon? So Please. Someone say you've seen Altered Carbon. Oh, my altered God. Altered Carbon? What you is this? must I'll, watch I'll Altered... A point for uh, the East Coast. <laughs> That's like 10 points for the East Coast. We don't Please. watch it. Altered <laughs> Carbon. You guys have to watch Altered Carbon, and you'll see what I mean. It's on Netflix. Oh. Okay. That's one of our sponsors, right, Zid? Who? Netflix. Netflix, Netflix is a sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, like, sorry. The checks were coming to me. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, I didn't realize. We don't <laughs> accept sponsors because we don't want to be pressured okay, by anyone point. to do anything. Watch and Altered Carbon. We'll have a discussion next time. And then, and then if we have a sponsor, we won't be able to have Canadian participants. True. That's true. They are, they are on the watch list, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Notice as I as I file my nails as I'm getting ready to go to Canada in a month. But I, I have to focus on one thing that David said, which is brilliant. Recognizing innovation, and I would add to it, recognizing great entrepreneurs is the key to everything we do all day long. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, and some people do you need a lot of due diligence to recognize innovation. Oh no, are we getting another picture? No, no, not at all. No, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but, but no, do, so again, a confused mind will say no. Um, but if you are, there's this alignment that happens. And, and again, I know you and Jason believe in this because EQ has a lot to do with that. There's this alignment that happens between what is being Serve to you as as a innovative product or service or whatever it is, and the person, the human being that is delivering it. Um, I still believe you can't have one without the other. Well, you can. Well, <laughs> on that <laughs> last quiet, comment, he says quietly, like did you see here, he mumbles to himself, "Yes, you can." Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think he's folding up his arms and taking his ball yeah, and going I home. I see the body <laughs> language. <laughs> like, I see the body language. I know exactly what he's doing. No, what? You know, I, I guess we, uh, but, but I think we should figure out also what's the goal. I heard uh, a saying that's somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. that discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Nice. I like that one too, Zid. Yeah, yeah. But this is all like the, the stuff where you have to work hard and get stuff done and do set goals and... And all that self-help stuff that started with Covey. What was it called, Covey? Um, oh, Stephen Covey. Yeah, Stephen Covey. Okay. Yeah. You go to a seminar and they give you this big, at the time, what's it called, Philofax, and they say, okay, you have to, on the right-hand side, you have to put the tasks of the day and the tasks of the month, and then you have to improve, and then your life becomes like this massively boring uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> 
Seven mm-hmm. Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Well, last words around the table from everybody before we adjourn about innovation. Mm-hmm. And let's start with uh, the last one who started, Fizz. Oh, um, uh, love conquers all. Uh, it, everything we do is about love and about passion and about commitment to entrepreneurship, to innovation. So uh, I look for the people who really have that in their eyes about what they do, the passion. The passion. Cool. Anybody else wants to say any last words? I think innovation should enable your customer's customer. Ooh. Wow, he's profound Ooh. today. Well, I have to make up for not pulling up healthcare examples earlier. Right. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had a play at a type. Okay. Uh, so mine's going to be storytelling. Um, you know, tell the story, let people believe and feel your innovation. Mm. I, like I, I always say the shortest distance between an investor and an entrepreneur story. is a good story. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And Jason? Um, that's another good one, Zia. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. I'd say, I mean, the, the link between innovation and entrepreneurship and building an actual startup around it is, you know, talking, getting out there, getting feedback and, talking to customers to make sure, you know, it's not just an innovation, it's something that can turn into a business. Excellent, everyone. Well, this concludes our episode seven. Thank you all. 17! 17! 17! 17! 17! Seven, seven. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. Seven, 17! And see you all soon. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Zid and Fizz show. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something, and had a good time. Remember, you can send questions to talk at zidandfid.com. Until next time, bye-bye.